to the High Praises Church Podcast. We hope you are blessed by today's sermon. I want to talk to you on this topic for just a little while today. What a difference a day makes. What a difference a day makes. It's always good to be with my beautiful wife, Amy, and to travel with her. When you see her and you see me, you say, how in the world? All I can say is Jesus. Come on, somebody. He has been good to me. Somebody said, you outkicked your coverage. I have a great defense. Come on now. But God has been good to me. I'm I'm thankful for her. And the lady said last night, they said, Pastor Kevin, if you can't preach, just hand the mic to Amy and sit yourself down. So I'm going to do my best. So you got to help me out. If I don't do well, she's going to look at me and she's going to do this. That means bullpen. Come on, help me. So, but we're going we're gonna to have fun together today. I, I feel like preaching this morning. We, we had a good time this morning in the first service, but I, I, I sense the presence of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to try to act, act, act good today, but I, I make no promises. And, uh, I, but I, I feel like having church today. I feel like preaching. I, I know I preach one time, but I feel like I could go again right now. It's a good thing since I'm supposed to. But uh, grab your Bible, either one that's leather bound or one that glows. I don't know what you bring with you. But if you don't have one that glows or leather bound, it should be on the screen for you. 2 Kings chapter 7, starting in verse 1, and the Bible says, Then Elisha said, said, Hear the word of the Lord. It was Elisha, not Elisha, but she may have said it too at some point. Then Elisha said, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, Tomorrow about this time. Tomorrow about this time. A sea of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel and two seas of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. Now, that don't, that don't mean anything to you right now, but it will. And then verse 2 says, So an officer on whose, the, uh, on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Look, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, could this thing be? And then the man of God said, In fact, you shall see it with your eyes but you shall never eat of it. What a difference a day makes. Come on, let's pray together. Father, thank you for the power of your word. And Father, I pray today that preaching would be easy, enjoyable, and effective. That the touch of the Holy Ghost would indeed make the difference. Would you open up the heart, the ear, the spirit of the listener? Let them be receptive to you today. And God, I thank you for what you're going to do in this room for our altar time here in just a few moments. God, we are dependent upon you, and I pray today that you would help me. Without your touch, without your presence, I surely cannot do it. Father, I need you right now. I pray supernatural strength in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, that you would touch us today. I prepare hearts, prepare the soil for the word to be deposited. And God, whatever you want to do in this room at the conclusion of our time together, I pray, oh God, do it. Father, we want to leave this house differently than the way that we came in, and we thank you for it in the name of Jesus, and everybody said amen, and amen. You may be seated. What a difference a day makes. To understand our text in 2 Kings chapter 7, you've got to go back and look at 2 Kings chapter 6. And I encourage you in your time of study this week in your own Bible reading plan for you to go back and read 2 Kings 6 and 7 together just as you have some spare time because I believe it will enlighten you a little bit more on the things that we're going to talk about today. 
But as you go back and look at, at 2 Kings chapter 6, you find out that there is a, a great famine that is in the land of Samaria. There's some terrible things that are taking place in the land. In fact, the, the, everything was dead or dying because of this, this famine. Everything had been, had been besieged or taken. And, and, and everything looked pretty dark in the land. In fact, if you, if you go and you read the scripture in 2 Kings chapter 6, they were eating donkey's head and dove's dung. How many of y'all know you're not having that today for lunch if you are we're gonna pray for you because there's some greater things pastors already talked about that are available for you but things are bad they're bad I mean donkey's head dove's dung that's what's on the menu and things are not looking good in fact the bible is very clear as you read it things were so desperate and difficult in the land that they were eating and killing their own children having one child one day and another child another day kids if you're in here don't worry we're not cooking you for lunch either we're not gonna have a barbecue with you but this was just what was happening in the land. It was a, a difficult, difficult place. And, and then we see in 2 Kings chapter 7 that the man of God arises and he gives a word to the people. Now listen, when, when the man of God rises and says, I want you to hear, thus says the Lord. If you ever hear that, you ought to pay attention to what the Lord is about to say. So the man of God gives this word. Now there's just a few things that I would point out in this text to you. The first one is this. You need to understand that there are some things that are more certain than your circumstances. There are some things that are more certain than your circumstances. You see, when you look at your situations and your problems, some of them seem so intense and you're not sure how you're going to be able to overcome them. You've got to understand this morning that there is something that is more certain than your circumstances. Who is that? That is the God in which we serve. And if the God in which we serve gives you a word from him, you've got to know he can make a way where there is no way. He, he can go before you and make the crooked places straight. He, he, he can get ahead of you in the circumstance that you're in and help you find a way out. I got to tell somebody in the room today, your destiny is greater than the dilemma that you find yourself in right now. There's no matter what you're going through in this life, you get, you've got to understand that if God is for you, who can be against you and he can help you with the circumstance and the situation that, that you're in, that's in your life. So we see here in Samaria in the land, there's an unbelievable famine. I've already told you, donkey's head was sold for 80 shekels of, of silver. Dove's dung sold for five shekels of silver. If you don't know what dove's dung is, ask Siri. She will help you out. Look at your neighbor. I, I did say dove's dung. I don't want to be, if I have to explain it more, I, I'll talk to you after service. But but just know, I know that's not what you're having. Hopefully you're having some some good fried chicken today. You know fried chicken is going to be in heaven. Come somebody. I, I mean, sweet potato pie. I don't know what you're having, but you're not having donkey's head. You're not having dove's dung. I, I know that's not what you're having, but people were struggling and they were eating things that they would never eat before. The Samaritans had stripped this land that was rich with agriculture. It was known for this, but now it had absolutely nothing. If you look at the word besieged, it, it means that the land was under assault or, or, or it was bound. It was distressed. It was cramped. It was enclosed. It was imprisoned. I, I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but maybe you felt that way in your own life. You, you've been under assault. You, you, you've been distressed. You, you've, been, uh, in, uh, you've been 
cramped. You, you feel like you've been isolated. Listen, the enemy wants to get you to that place where you feel there is no way out. But I've got to tell you that the God that we serve has one more move to help you get out of the situation that you're in today. You may feel under attack, but God has got a breakthrough on the horizon for you. See, this paralyzed the nation. This famine that they were in, again, donkey's heads, dove's dung, no, that's, that's just not good. And It was considered unclean, but here's the truth. You know you are in bondage when something that used to look bad to you now looks good. You know that you are in a difficult spot when there was something that you would never used to consider doing, but now you have accepted you know, I, I, I know y'all don't deal with that in South Carolina. I'm talking about the people in Alabama, the people I preach to. That, that, that's our plight. Y'all pray for us. Y'all more spiritual than we are. But, but, but sometimes there are people that sometimes things that they would never would have participated in. They would have never allowed into their house. Now it's acceptable. Now they found a way to make it okay in their mind. You are in a difficult place, friend, when this is your mindset. Listen, you know you're in trouble when the things you used to reject, now you accept. People were in such an intense situation. As I said, as I read in the Bible, they began to eat their own children. Times were desperate. And then I love the king comes along and makes a statement. You'll read this. He says, I want the head of the man of God. Instead of blaming some of his own choices, he began to blame God and, uh, instead of their own poor behavior. Have you ever done something and you tried to blame God for it? Nobody. It's me, Lord. I'm preaching to me this morning. It's just me. How many times have we ever made a mistake and we want to try to blame somebody else? I tell my kids all the time, don't point the finger on the mess that you've made, just own it. But here's the great thing, even in the times that we have made the mess, we still have a gracious God that can help us get out of the situation that we have put ourselves in. I'm thankful for that this morning. You know, sometimes you just have to take responsibility for what, what, what you do. Many people want to blame God for their bad habits. Many people want to blame God for their areas of compromise. People want to blame God for their self-generated problems. Listen, many say it's God's fault for their situation. I just need to say, God, I am not a perfect person. I have made some mistakes, but I'm thankful that your grace is extended to me. Your mercy is new every single morning because you need to understand there are some things that are more certain than your circumstance the bible said the word of the lord the word of the lord came to the man of god and you need to hear this today the word of the lord is more certain than your circumstance second kings chapter 7 verse 1 the bible said elisha said hear the word of the lord he said tomorrow about this time things are going to change now you've got to understand when he is making this declaration they are in a famine in the land they're eating donkey's head, y'all. They're eating doves, y'all. That, that's what the situation, that's what they're looking at. But Elisha stands up and declares, I know the circumstance that we're in right now does not look good. But you need to hear what God says. God says, about this time tomorrow, I'm going to do something that's going to blow your mind. I'm going to give you a one-day turnaround. What, he told the, what, what, what God told the man of God to tell them was, the cost of living is about to change. I know you're paying 80 shekels for donkey's head. I, I know you're paying five shekels for dove's dung. But you need to understand, I'm giving you a word that something's about to change. When you look at the translation of hear the word of the Lord, it means that there is a declaration with action. 
oh, I feel this. Listen, you need to understand that when God gives you a word, it is not just empty words. It is a declaration from him, but it also means he's about to put something into action. It means he's about to move. He's about to show up on your behalf. He's about to do something that can be stated only as a miracle. Listen, if you've got famine in the land one day and God's about to turn it around the next day, that can only be stated as God showed up, he declared his word, and he moved in the situation. Listen, when God speaks, he's going to move in your life as well. Listen, God spoke and the world came into order. God spoke, let there be light, and there was light. When God speaks, seasons shift. When God speaks, circumstances change. When God speaks, situations turn around. When God speaks, people get healed. I feel like preaching. When God speaks, people get delivered. When God speaks, resources show up. When God speaks, cancer dries up. When God speaks, demons have to flee. When God speaks, minds are renewed. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but I believe God is about to speak to some situations in this room, and there's going to be a one-day turnaround. Come on, somebody give him praise. God said to Elisha, tell him, cost of living is about to change. You see, what was unaffordable yesterday is going to be pennies today. What you could not do yesterday, you're going to be able to do today. What was impossible yesterday going to be easy today. You see, there are some of you, I, I, the Lord wanted me to tell somebody this. Somebody's circumstance looks like a famine, whew, looks like a desert. Man, I feel like singing here in just a second. I, 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 it looks desperate. You look boxed in. You, you look like there's no way out. But God wanted me to tell somebody, you're about to walk into a one-day turnaround. I, that didn't help nobody. I, let, me, let me talk to these people. Well, what God wanted me to tell you, you're boxed in. You're in famine. But, but what the Lord wanted me to tell you is uh, you, you're about to walk into a one-day turnaround. Uh, okay, let me go. Let me talk over here. Uh, what God wanted me to tell somebody was, I know it looks bleak. I know it looks like there's no way out. I know it looks like there's no way it could be resolved. But God wanted me to tell somebody, you're about to walk into a one-day turnaround. Y'all not saying nothing to me. I tell you today, I know I know it looks bad. I, I know it looks like there's no way out. I, I know it doesn't seem like God could do anything, but God is somewhere behind the scenes speaking a word to your situation. You don't know what he's shifting. You don't know what he's maneuvering. You don't know what he's getting out of the way so that your one-day turnaround could show up and take place. Shabo Satabahi. There's something shifting overnight. See, the prophet said about this time tomorrow. See, the enemy convinced you that what was not able to be done today could not be done tomorrow, but God says, I'm about to turn it around. What the Lord has said to you, you've got to hold on to the word of the Lord and you've got to believe it. Listen to me. When you remind God of his word, it's not that he has forgotten his promise. It's to, to encourage you to remember that the promise is true for you. You got to begin to declare the word over your life. You need to declare, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I am more than a conqueror. I am an overcomer. I am saved. I am healed by his stripes. I am blessed and highly favored. I am the head and not the tail. I, I am blessed in the city and I'm blessed in the field. I, I'm blessed when I come in and I'm blessed when I go out. I by his stripes. I, I am made well. You just have to begin to declare the word of God over your situation and your circumstance. 
You see, the circumstance seemed insurmountable in Samaria. But the word of the Lord changed the menu. See, some of you need God to change your menu. I, I don't have time to break that down, but you, you, you've been satisfied with donkey's head. You've been satisfied with dove's dung. But God has something better that's on the menu for you. If you will just open up your eyes and hear and receive the word of the Lord and see what he's about to do in your life. I got to keep going. There's some things greater than your circumstance. Number two, if you believe, you'll receive. But if you doubt, you'll do without. Second Kings chapter 7 verse 2. I love this right here where the Bible says, So there was an officer on whose the hand the king leaned, answered the man of God and said, It was somebody who the king respected and who he thought of and who he, he, he listened to, he had influence with. And this is what he said. He heard, the, he heard the word of the Lord from the man of God, saying things were about to turn around the next day. And he said, look, if the Lord would even make windows in heaven, could this thing be? Basically, he was questioning the man of God with the word from the Lord. And then I love what Elisha said. He said, well, he, you know how ever the Bible where they just throw down sometimes and you don't even know it? He said, well, in fact, well, in fact, oh, you're going to see it, but you're not going to partake of it. You're never going to taste of it. Let me, let me, just, throw, let me just throw this in here. You, you need to make sure that you are not negative when God does something for someone else. You need to make sure and bless what God does for somebody else. Listen, I want God to do great things for other people, but guess what? I want God to do some great things for me as well. You see, that's why you've got to celebrate what God does in other people's lives. Have you ever been trying to, you, you've been praying for God to get a miracle? You, God, I need a miracle in my life. God, I need a miracle in my life. God, I need you to do this. And on the way, you think your miracle is about to happen, and somebody right beside you goes, Oh, I got my miracle. What's the first thing we do? Now, I'm talking about me. I'm not, I, let me just talk about me. I don't know what you do. You're probably shouting. You probably run around the building because they got their miracle. That's what you do. But I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. She got a miracle. Thank you, God. Praise you for their miracle. What about mine? Y'all don't do that, do you? Y'all just celebrate and just praise the Lord for their miracle. You, you know, but every now and then, I, I'm thinking about my stuff. I'm, th I'm thinking about what I want God to do in my life. But here's what you've got to understand. God can never do for you what you won't celebrate when he does it for somebody else. See, too many times we're so consumed with us that we forget sometimes we got to celebrate what God is doing in somebody else's life. Listen, there's a friend of mine. He got a $4 million check to pay off his church. His name is Kevin, too. I said, God, I'll celebrate what you did for Kevin in Chattanooga. But there is a Kevin in Huntsville that's been faithful, too. And I want my miracle as well. But sometimes you got to celebrate what God has done. This man said, even if there's windows that would be opened up in heaven, could this thing be? You be careful not to put your negative mouth and critical heart on what God has blessed. Because if you do that, he cannot do it for you. I I'm sure there are people who question what we did. I don't have time to tell our story. But we took a church that, that we moved to in Huntsville, Alabama. They had been at the same property since 1975. God gave us the word, move. I said, okay, where to? He said, move. I said, okay, where to? He said, move. We're having a problem here, Lord. 
We're, we're disconnected here. I, I got the move part. I'm saying where to. He said move. Got it. We sold our property. We didn't even know where we were going. In fact, four months before we had to be out of the property, we didn't know where we were going to meet. We ran 500. Amy's like, where are we going to meet? Don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I don't know. She goes, we've got to meet somewhere in four weeks. I know. God said, move. Where did he tell you to go? He said, move. She said, where did he tell you to go? He said, move. She goes, we're having a problem communicating. I said, take it up with him. Four weeks. Finally got a, a high school that we would, we would meet in. We've come a long way since T.O. Hannah. Come on, Pastor. And we met there. We had our offices on, a, on University Drive. And, and, and we, we took this church mobile. You just don't take a church that's been in a property since 1975. And you're running 500, two services. And say, guess what? God's told us to move. Where? I don't know. Take it up with him. And we're going to go mobile. It means we're going to set up and tear down every week. Doesn't it sound exciting? And, and, and we're going to do this. What, what are we going to buy? I don't know. No, don't worry about that. That that doesn't matter. So you're telling me to leave home and move. I'm just saying that's the word of the Lord. 27 months later, we're now in our new home. We're in a 75,000 square feet place. We're on one of the major roads in Huntsville, Alabama. 400,000 weekly views of our property every single week. We've already grown 200 and something plus in about eight months. God has been blessing us. But you see, in the middle of that, we lost 120 something people. And Satan said to you, you're going to kill this church. You're going to kill this church. And I was reminded of this word. See, if you believe, you'll receive. If you'll doubt, you'll do without. I can never forget one Sunday. It was the lowest Sunday. We had 376. Not that I remember, but we had 376 on that particular Sunday. And my son looks out behind the, the curtain of the, of the, of the theater. My, my son looks at me and says, you got to know me and my son. We, he's an athlete. And so you know how you say good game to guys and you hit them on the backside. Athletes, you know what I'm talking about. My son said, dad looks a little slim. Good luck. Thank you, son. Praise the Lord. Let's have church now. And you got to go out there because God has given you a word. You see, my circumstances, my circumstances looked like it, it was not well. I lost my second leading giver and my third leading giver in that 27 months. Now, I, that may not matter, y'all here, but for us, it mattered. I, I, now, I don't know how you talk to the Lord, but I'm real, I'm real with him. When those people, let, listen, the, the second leader said, Pastor, I believe in your vision. I, I think what you want to do is great. I, I'm excited about it. I said, well, that's wonderful. He said, I just want to take you to lunch today and tell you I'm leaving the church. I said, what did you say? I wasn't very spiritual. I wasn't pastoral. I was ticked. Can I say ticked? Okay. I was ticked. He just left. Third leading giver said, well, we just believe there's another place that has a greater vision. I just want you to know, there were some things that were not spiritual that ran through my mind that I did not say. I did repent of later, but I didn't say. I thought, God, what are you doing? I listened to your word. 
But my circumstance says donkey's head and dove's dung. You may never been there. You've never been there where your situation says donkey's head and dove's dung. And the word is tomorrow about this time that the sea of flour is going to be a shekel. Barley is going to be two shekels. That's the word of the Lord. But your circumstance says donkey's head and dove's dung and famine and boxed in and under assault. But you see, if you believe, you'll receive. If you'll doubt, you'll do without. And, and, and this, is what, this is what happened. The man said, this will never happen, even if there's windows in heaven. See, the enemy might try to convince you that you'll never get out of the circumstance. The enemy was trying to box me in. In the middle of the move, I had a church. If I was to tell your pastor, he would know the church. They called me and they said, name your salary to come be our pastor. At that time, it was triple what I was running. Said, it, it don't matter. Six figures. It can be more than 150000 You name it, you come. I felt like I need to pray about that. <laughs> you know what the Lord said? I gave you a word, and you gave your word. Well, since you put it that way, Lord... And I stayed. And it was the right decision. Because God gave me a word. And if I would have left, I would have been a liar. You see, if you believe, you'll receive. If you doubt, you'll do without. The man said, there's no way what the man of God has said. There's no way this circumstance can change in a 24-hour period. And there are some of you that are in circumstances right now that the enemy has told you. There is no way this circumstance can change overnight and you believe it you haven't you basically said if God opened the windows in heaven could this thing be that's what you said by your faith that's what you said by your comments but listen I want to encourage you today you've got to believe you've got to if you believe you're going to receive if you doubt you'll do without and, and, and if you go to the end of the chapter 2nd King 7 verse 17 said the king had appointed the officer in whose hand he leaned to have charge over the gate but the people trampled him in the gate and he died just as the man of God said you'll see it but you'll never taste of it and the last thing that I would say in this message to you is you need to understand you've got to expect the unexpected You've got to expect the unexpected. Now, if you have your Bibles open, it's not going to be on the screen. It's 2 Kings chapter 7. I brought my glasses out to include everybody in the room. Some people need glasses. Some people don't. So I just brought it to make sure that everybody feels comfortable and included in this message. So if you have glasses, I'm doing this for you today. And I need them. I, I, I love what the Bible said. He said, now, verse 3 said, now there were four lepers at the entrance of the gate. Four lepers. They were in the same famine as everybody else. Four lepers. They had to stay outside the gate. If you came near them, you know, you've heard this before. They would have to yell, unclean, unclean, unclean. Stay away from me. Don't get near me. And then they make this statement. It's such a profound statement. He said, why are we sitting here until we die? See, the problem with some of us, when there is famine in our land, when we are under assault, when we are under attack, we hear the word of the Lord, but we just sit. Not y'all. I'm talking about people in Alabama. We just sit. And this is what they said. This, these were their options. Okay, we can sit here at the gate and we can die. Or 
we could go surrender to the armies of the Syrians. They might keep us alive and feed us. Or worst case scenario, they'll kill us. What a great three choices. Die at the gate of starvation. Get killed by the enemy. Or maybe get fed some food before they kill you. That's their choices. They said, why should we wait here and sit here until we die? And the Bible said this, that when they arose and they went to the camp and they were outside the camp, that the Lord had caused the army of the Syrians to hear noises of chariots, the noises of horses, the noises of a great army. And they said to one another, look, the king of Israel has hired against us the king of the Hittites, Egyptians to attack us. And they arose and they fled and they left everything. So when the four leprous men got there, they looked in the first tent they smelt the food. Pot roast, mashed potatoes and gravy, cornbread, peach cob cobbler. Y'all ain't say nothing to me. And they just sat down and had themselves a time. They said, oh, thank you, Jesus. God is good. He has provided. They're, they're, well, let's go look at another tent. They found a flat screen TV. Xbox was going on. I mean, Somebody had already died. Their game was over, but they picked it up and played. There was a nice rope there, some nice clothes. And then they went around the corner. Man, some, one guy wanted Chinese. P.F. Chang's was right there. I mean, some lettuce wraps and spring rolls. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. I, I mean, they, they, that's what was going on in the camp. They were excited. They said, oh, thank you, God. This is a miracle. This is a breakthrough. Just a little while ago, we were sitting at the gate going through our options, and it didn't look very good. And all of a sudden, they remembered the word. They remembered the word of God from the man of God. About this time tomorrow. And they said to themselves, why should we keep all of this for us, for the city? Our families that are back in the, that we've been separated from are back in the city. And the man of God said something was going to shift. Something was going to change about this time tomorrow. We got to go back and we got to tell. It would not be right for us to keep this ourselves. So what do they do? They get out, they go back to the gate. They probably tell the man who's at the gate, the king's man who's at the gate, what has happened. I believe he began to think to himself, I wonder if really the man of God's words could be true. I wonder if this really could take place, what they're declaring. And they went and told the king, he said, well, go send somebody and see. Surely this would not, these four lepers would not be a setup because that would be a death sentence for them. They go and they see and they find out that everything that they told was absolutely true. And the Bible said that the man at the gate was trampled and he died. You see, sometimes you've got to expect the unexpected. The four lepers never thought that they would be the agents that God would use to give information about the miracle that the man of God had prophesied and declared the day before. How many times has God turned our situation around and we've just kept it all for ourselves? Not y'all. Y'all tell everybody. You see, there's power in your testimony. There's power in what God has done. There's power in your turnaround. There's power in what God has done. So they went and they told the camp, said, this is what we have found, man. We have found everything. We got filet over there, baked potato with a sour cream and the cheese and the bacon and all this, all the fixing. We got some homemade rolls. We got apple pie. Y'all ain't talking to me this morning. And we got all these things that are available over in the camp and God has given this to us. 
See, too many times we think the enemy has taken everything from us and God doesn't have a plan to restore us and get it back. See, you've got to expect the unexpected. I want, I want somebody to come play for me. That, that really doesn't mean anything. That means I might quit. I might not. Depends on how it's going. But you see, the prophet said about this time tomorrow, some things are about to turn around. Listen, I want to declare some things in this house. Some of you may be broke today, but God's going to bless you. There are some of you in this room, you may be sick today, but God's about to bring healing to your life. Some of you may be depressed. You may not be in your right mind, but listen what? Joy is going to show up at your front door. Ah, Weeping may endure for the night, but joy is showing up in the morning. He's going to give you a right mind. He's going to give you a sound mind. He's going to give you peace. He's going to give you joy. Listen, one day your child may be lost, but you need to get to the front porch. You need to be looking because they may be coming down the street. They may be about to pull into the driveway. You need to buy them a new set of clothes and put it on their bed. You're not hearing me this morning. I'm telling you, God's about to do a one-day turnaround. You may be unemployed today but you may have three options tomorrow with the right benefit package and the right salary God may be about to do it for you there may be about to be a turnaround in your life listen you need to understand what a difference a day makes Egypt was in bondage one day the next day they were set free one day a woman had an issue of blood and the next day she touched the hem of his garment and she was set free one day a woman was headed to bury her son but she didn't know Jesus was coming and about to touch his coffin and raise a dead thing to life. One day Jesus was in a borrowed tomb, but on the third day, he got up just like he said. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but I need to tell somebody what a difference a day makes. He's about to turn it around. Come on, stand on your feet and give God praise. listen I haven't told your pastor but I, I've had some difficulty since I, I went on a mission trip to Africa a few weeks, uh, back in September and since I've been back from Africa I've had a problem with nosebleeds never had that before so I had one procedure done and it didn't work you know, and it was I'll just tell you it wasn't fun and so if it sounds like I'm really out of shape, it's just because I'm, I got something in, I'm not trying to be gross. I just got something in my right nostril and it's hard to breathe. So Amy said on Tuesday when I had to have an emergency procedure, she said, what you going to do? I said, I'm going. She said, well, don't you think you need to give the pastor a heads up? I went, nope. She goes, well, don't you think that's rude? I said, nope. I said, you're supposed to go? And I'm supposed to go. My mom said, you need to cancel. <laughs> They'll understand. I said, I'm not canceling. She said, why not? I said, because I'm sent on assignment. To my seat. Yesterday, my friend Barry Clardy, he sent me a text. And he said, I hope God will allow you to fulfill your assignment I don't know if he knew I was going to be here or not but when he sent me that text last night I hope God will allow you to fulfill your assignment this weekend I said I, okay Lord I'm not supposed to lift stuff 
Amy got on to me last night for helping, you know, ladies, you know, somewhat gently fall as the Lord touched them. Said, you're not supposed to do that. I said, well, what do you want me to do? Let people take out shins and knees and come up there for deliverance and then need healing of a migraine? Come on, somebody. Here's what I want to tell you today. I feel the Holy Ghost right here. I got to tell somebody in this room. Your circumstance says famine shall Your circumstance says under assault, enclosed, no way out. But you need to hear the word of the Lord. There's about to be a one-day turnaround. Kapasata. There's about to be a one-day turnaround. There's about to be a shift. There's about to be a shift. Come on, man. That's fine. Let your faith make you well in the name of Jesus. God, open up her passageways. Open up her lungs. COPD, go. Let her airways have full capacity and maximum usage by the stripes of Jesus. Open up in Jesus' name. Let me, let me tell you one story, and, I, and, and then we're going to pray. Let God, let her get her miracle. Let her get her miracle in Jesus' name. It's not all just about money, so don't, don't, don't mistake this statement. You know, sometimes people think preachers are all about money. Listen, God owns it all. God owns it all. I, I, I don't, you probably don't have this, Pastor, but when I preach on money, he's like, there's the pastor talking about money again. Listen, if you don't tithe, you're the one living under the curse, not me. I'm tithing. I'm giving. God's blessing me. If you want his blessing, give. I'm not going to re-preach that message. But, but last week, when I was dealing with all the, you know, all, the, all the nosebleed stuff, we got a bill that was unexpected in our church. We bought a church. We let them stay in it to help them till they could get to their new property. We were both nonprofits, but because we didn't occupy immediately, our nonprofit status did not matter. So we got a tax bill from the, uh, the tax assessor's office. The bill was $51,000. Now I know for y'all, that ain't nothing to y'all. That's a lot for us. I looked at that bill, and I know y'all are super spiritual. Y'all, y'all don't fret. Y'all just, faith kicks in, and y'all speaking life, and you know the money's coming or God's canceling the debt but for for me who's not quite as spiritual I sat behind my desk and said God what you gonna do we can't pay this we we gotta get some lighting fixtures we wanted the LED wall we we needed a couple other improvements in our building God but if we pay this that's gone and the Lord said to me hear the word of the Lord do you not remember what I just did for you I said, could you repeat that? Do you not remember what I just did for you? Do you not remember the phone call you just got at the beginning of the month? I said, oh, that. See, a lady called me and said, Pastor, the Lord has instructed me to give you a gift at your church. Now, pastors love when we get phone calls like that. God has instructed me to give you a gift to the church. I said, well, what kind of gift are we talking about? 
said, God has instructed me to give you $100,000. I was like, thank you, Jesus. And the Lord said, if I can do that, you think this bill you got is a big deal to me? And I said, apparently it is not. So I got up out of my chair. I started walking the halls of our church. And I started praying, God, I don't know what you're about to do, but I know you're about to move. Called my finance committee. I said, hey, we got this bill. I don't know what we're going to do. But God says he's going to help it with us, help us with it. And he said, well, uh, well uh, who's it from? I said, it's from the tax assessor. One of the guys on my finance committee is an alpha agent. He's an insurance man. He said, I insure all his stuff. Give me the bill. He called him and said, hey, I need to meet with you about our bill. He, and he texted me four days later. Now, I've been praying. I was praying all weekend. Prayed on Friday. I was in the church. I was like, God, send us the money. I got real spiritual. You know, you get loud, you spit more. God, send us the money. Cancel the debt. You kick a little bit. You know what I'm talking about? And I felt like it was settled in my spirit. Mark texted me back and said, Pastor, don't worry about the debt. It's handled. Now, I threw my hands up because, you see, just a few days before, y'all ain't say nothing to me. Just a few days before, I felt boxed in. I felt under attacked. I felt like, God, what, how, how are we going to get out of this? But just in a matter of days, there was a, there was a turnaround. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but I need to tell somebody. I know what it looks like. I feel like a singing spirit's about to hit me. I know what it looks like, but God's about to turn it around. Y'all ain't, I know y'all think I'm weird. Pastor will be back next week. I know he's better than me, but just bear with me about five more minutes. I know what it looks like, but God's about to turn it around. Hey, I, I know you've got a diagnosis that you don't know how, how, how medicine's going to take care of it, but you need to remember that when he took the stripes on his back, I know somebody's been trying to get pregnant in this room and you can't get pregnant. You, you've tried all the medication. You've tried the things. You, you've done everything you know to do, but I see you're about to be pregnant with child. Shadabosa. Somebody's business. Third quarter was really bad. You say, Pastor, we only got a month and a half left. I believe God can turn it around. I talking to today I gotta tell somebody in the room you've been praying for that lost husband you've wanted to throw in the towel but hear the word of the Lord about this time tomorrow something's about to shift in his life that prodigal something's about to shift in their life they're going to come to themselves in the midst of their pig pen it may be their own throw up it may be their own mess but they're going to say I got to get back to the father's house I got to get back to mama's house I got to get back to the safe place if it's you today without belaboring the point I know it's after 12 and I know I'm supposed to be done, but I feel the Holy Ghost walking up and down these aisles right now. And if you believe God needs to do a turnaround in your life, here's what I want you to do. I want you to step out of your seat and I want you to meet me right here. Come on. Come on right now. I don't know who it's for. It may be for one or two, but come on right now. Come meet me right here. Say, I'm believing God to turn it around. 
I'm believing God to turn it around. Come on. I'm believing God to turn it around. Come on. I'm believing God to turn it around. Come on. I'm believing God to turn it around. Come on. I'm believing God to turn it around. Come on. I'm believing God to turn it around. Come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Hear me today. Look at me. Everybody that's down here, look at me. God sent me here on assignment. If you'd have seen me Tuesday, you'd have been worried about me being here. But I knew I was supposed to come. Can't explain it to you. But I knew I was supposed to be here. God wanted me to tell you, here's the word, even when you don't see it, he's working. Even if you don't feel it, he's working. You want to know why it's a song that we sing? You may sing it too, because he's a way maker. Y'all know that? You know that one, Billy? When I don't see it, he's working. When I don't feel it, he's working. He's a way maker. That's not really the tune, but it's just kind of what we were in, so I had to sing it that way. I want everybody right here to throw your hands up. I feel the Holy Ghost, Pastor. I'm Pentecostal. If you don't know the language I'm praying in, ask your pastor. It's the, it's the prayer language of the Holy Spirit. It's a free gift for every believer. Just seek God for it. He'll fill you if you're hungry and you're thirsty. He says if you're hungry and thirsty, those that are hungry and thirsty shall be filled. I'm believing some things are shifting overnight. Some of you, it may be one day. Some of you, it may be like us, it was four days. Some of you, it may be seven days. But God told me to tell you, there's about to be a turnaround. There's about to be a turnaround. Come on, family, stretch your hands this way. Prayer people, help me. We're going to pray together right now in the name of Jesus. God, I'm asking you to turn it around. Thanks for listening. Be sure to join us Sunday mornings. Our service times are 9 o'clock and 1045. For more information, please visit us at highpraises.org.